Hey, welcome back to or welcome to STS. Both of us have been practicing parkour and coaching it for a long time. And on this show, we like to talk about events and current things happening in the world of parkour and hopefully provide you with insights that you wouldn't get anywhere else. In today's episode, we talked about the SPL1 finals coming out on YouTube. We talked about parkour video length. We also talked about Red Bull free running. If you enjoyed today's episode, please drop us a comment, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and without further ado, let's get into today's episode of STS. I can't remember what our first topic was gonna be. SPL. Oh yeah, SPL, so SPL. Job numero two. <laughs> the other, uh, yeah. The other parkour business. So we're gonna be talking about SPL because- It's more of a plug. Because <laughs> men's skill was just released. Yeah. The prior week, women's skill, well, this is the finals. So women's skill was released two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And then this week we released men's skill. So a lot of um, really awesome stuff coming out. Yeah, they're, bo they're both pretty epic videos in terms of what actually happens in them. And... I don't, I don't know how we get it out there more to more people to yeah, see. I mean, <laughs> well, it, you know, we just got to grow our following on YouTube. So if you haven't already, go and, and interested in parkour competition, go follow uh, and subscribe to Sport Parkour League on YouTube or at Sport Parkour on Instagram. The post basically highlights from SPL1 this past year, plus other highlights from previous years and also, any of our qualifying events, we'll be posting on those, those channels. So, so Men's Skill just released. I haven't yet watched it, but I watched back Women's Skill, and it's mm -hmm. it's really interesting, like rewatching it from the perspective of an audience member as opposed to like being a judge. Same, yeah. Um, well, even the perspective of audience through uh, video, yeah, as opposed to live audience. Yeah, it's it's interesting because like there's like certain calls that it was like oh questionable calls and and like in the moment it was like oh I don't know if I should have counted that one or or, uh, or or maybe I should have counted that one and it's and it's interesting to watch it back and so far what I've seen is that I'm I still stick by most of the calls that I made in the moment. Um, there was one call though. I haven't watched it back on on video well, yet. Before you mention that though, because you were asking me last week, because um, I told you I was you know finishing the edit, I was like, oh, was, yeah, women's skill was really hype, and you asked me about Kaja Kilogenic, yeah, her landing on her lache, and when I watched, I think it was as I was going through it. I saw that there was like celebrate because I, I was just, I was just going through the edit without audio first, just kind of cutting it up, and I saw there was celebration after our first one, and, and I thought, oh, maybe that's the one you're referring to. Then I go back, and it's like, no, you actually had the X on that one. She was just happy that she f basically completed the challenge without the controlled stick at the end. But on the second one, I didn't have an issue with the stick. I think you, you thought because she celebrates almost immediately. Well, and so her hands go up and your hands go up. Right it's, after. It so, okay, so here's so here's what happened. So, in the moment, I see she sticks it, 
And so then I'm like, okay, now I'm gonna put my hands up. But as soon as I put my hands up, like, or like actually just before I put my hands up, she actually steps forward. And I was like, oh no, I just, I just gave her this challenge when she didn't actually stick it. But watching it back on video, I feel justified in that she stuck it and I had decided she stuck it, so I started to raise my hands, but what happened was she celebrated early without seeing me mm. raise my hands. So really, Kaja should have looked to me first, or at least heard my vo verbal cue that it was in fact good mm -hmm. before celebrating, because she probably felt like, okay, I stuck it. Yes, I stuck it, but I could have thrown the X up if she did, if I felt like she didn't hold it for long enough. But I think looking back at it, I, she, I, it, it was clear to me that she did stick it, and mm -hmm. then she was celebrating the stick, and not she was still fighting for control. So I stand by that call. But I after I remember after the event, I was thinking this was that was the wrong call. I shouldn't have given her that. So, but I'm I'm happy to like watch it back and be like, okay, this. I feel like it was the right call after watching it. Yeah, if we wanted to be, like there's many sports where um, I mentioned, uh, one of the similar ones would be weightlifting and powerlifting where sometimes there is like on a, on a powerlifting deadlift. I was gonna start speaking about weightlifting but that's actually not my expertise so <laughs> I'm gonna hold off on that one. But I know for a deadlift and powerlifting, you hold that bar, like you hold the lockout until the judge in until, front of you yeah. puts their hand down. Yeah. And it's way hard, like we just, there's too many variables and too many, like you had to get up on top of stuff for like angles for, for judging and so we can't really get there with, with parkour. But it is kind of an interesting one, particularly as the sport grows and perhaps more is on the line with decisions. So they start to matter more to people, like money, whatever it is, mm. fame. Yeah, get, <laughs> get famous doing parkour. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tricky one. And I think as we start to be able to maybe use more technology, there's probably some solutions that we can get to. Cause I, I could, I guess, see someone maybe disputing something like that if, if the athlete, I guess, moves before, before checking with the judge. Cause when we go over to the men's competition, and one of the first challenges, by the way, spoilers, if you haven't watched it yet, uh, it's really hard to, to convey what we're talking about here without giving away spoilers. So you can always just pause this, go watch it, and then come back. But anyways, we have uh, Rizzo and Tim on the first challenge. They both stick it, like stick the cat back challenge really good. And then there's a moment where there's almost a doubt each of them and they, they, <laughs> they both look over yeah, the yeah. team and then there's like and the full celebrate, celebration. Yeah. <laughs> it's so wild to see that because <laughs> you never, like you don't practice that on the street. You know, you don't, yeah. you don't stick, a, stick a landing and then like hold it there. Like you know, you, you know, you're not, you're not turning to someone for approval to be like, counts? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good. Well see, this, is the, this was the flaw in 2019, like mm -hmm. Tavon did his stick right so he did he did it was like a like attack back stride bar pre overshoot to lashay yeah um, and then he landed it and then as he landed it he like stood up and like started going like this but he it's clear if you watch it he did not stick it he just like sold that he stuck it and at the time we didn't have really great standards and you know 
in our judging. So we couldn't, we can't really fault anyone for that. But if I look back at it, it's like this was very poor judging mm -hmm. in that we gave him this stick, even though it was clearly not a stick. So, um, um, so yeah, that was a flaw in 2019. I felt like my goal for 2021, wait, 2022. 22, yeah. Whoa, SPL man. one, 2022. <sighs> okay. Remember I mentioned this earlier that Where we had like the numbers. Gone? Imagine if SPL one was in 2021, then it would be so it easy to easy, count. Yeah. 2021, no, 2022, excuse me, mm -hmm. SPL one. My goal for this was to try to try to have a standard where an audience member couldn't watch it and be like, like be critical of like, oh, that was that call was wrong, mm -hmm. and I felt like, like or, or accuse us of having low standards. That's what I was kind of worried about, and so that's what my goal was for my judging in in SPL one, and I feel like for the most part I did a good job. Um, I do have, there was some problems with, I feel like, the um, semifinal round for men. Mm. I wasn't consistent with the landings I counted or, disc or did not count for uh, Brody. Sorry, you weren't consistent So with... Brody did, so Kong Pri, yeah. he did the rail Kong Pri, and he like, he landed kind of like on his heels mm -hmm. and I gave it to him. And then he did basically the same landing out of the toe shoot, and I was like, nah, mm. too much on your heels. And he was like, why didn't I count? I was like, oh, you landed too far. And then he just like ran and did it again, and he got it, like mm -hmm. buzzer beater. But I felt like, okay, either I shouldn't have counted the Kong Pri, or I should have counted the, his first attempt at that um, toe shoot. Right. But either way, I was inconsistent, and that mm -hmm. created an issue. Well, one of the solutions, and it's harder for us to do in the time round, is we, in previous years, we had three judges in the final. And, because ju judges will get things wrong, and this is always kind of the funny thing when athletes will get really heated about judging in, in parkour and freestyle competitions, because it's human error, and it's someone's perspective of what's happening in real time. And the solution is not giving them more time and video playback. I don't like that solution because at the end of the day, we're trying to run a tighter, like, I don't think people understand how much longer a competition will be if you're waiting mm -hmm. <laughs> for, for judging to come in. Because we've had a little bit of that in previous years too. The more solution is make sure your judges are well trained and then, and then have more of them if, if possible, um, which was hard. Like we had, we had two judges lined up um, for freestyle that didn't make it because of COVID. So I don't know if we'll have like similar issues this year, but you know we're always trying to find um, more people that are that are interested in taking on that role. Well, it's like this is sport too. Is like there's gonna be calls that are made that are controversial. Like mm -hmm. I literally watched today a video. Um, of climbing, it was a bouldering competition, and this guy Colin Duffy, who's like, uh, he's one of the top climbers in uh, in from the U.S. and he was doing a boulder, and I guess it had to start it, like he was solving the problem by doing a dynamic start, so he like jumped up onto it, and with bouldering you have to have like certain points of contact for a controlled amount of time before moving off of the start. 
And so he, he completes, he completes the boulder and then they like, so he, I guess he has two, a two minute time frame to complete it. So he complete, he completes it. And then he like checks with the judges. It looks okay. So he leaves, like walks off. And then apparently they, there was an appeal. And I think like one of the, like a different coach can appeal the call. And so they brought him back out to do it again. Another mm. two minute time limit. He does it again, completes it. And then he like celebrates and then he comes down and then they're like, no, doesn't count. So then he's like, he has to rush to do it a third time. So he completed the boulder three times. And in the final one, he clearly demonstrated control and he, they gave it to him. But, but it, there was like, it's a really controversial boulder in the climbing world. They're, they're like, why didn't those first two count? Or like, was there not, was there not enough control there? But yeah, it's like, it's part of, Sport. I mean, you, there's calls in football that happen all the time where it's like, oh, did he have his both feet in or not? Did he have control of the ball or not? And then sometimes you'll be able to go back and look at video playback, and sometimes you, you don't. You just it it goes based off of the call on the field, and I think that's going to happen. The more competitions we have, the more likely these controversial calls are going to happen, and they're gonna stand too, right? And sometimes we'll be able to walk it back, maybe if we have some kind of appeals process that we'll be able to like give athletes a, a, another um, turn at, at their, or another attempt at the skill in question. Maybe we'll have to kind of go back and look at the rule, back, rule book for that, but for when those types of things happen, but we haven't really run into cases where it really needed to. Um, so we have, uh, we have we have another controversial call that did happen, mm -hmm. and uh, which was uh, you're referring to Joe Rizzo. Joe Rizzo. Yeah, there's a couple of things about this one. So, so there's so a fat fat drop Kong, mm -hmm. right? So he Kong Kong to precision, uh, and it's like kind of a high to low scenario, and so his first his first I think was it his first attempt? It was his first attempt. Yeah, so his very first attempt. He landed it, um, and I didn't give him the, the good call. I, I threw the X's up. And the big reason why, um, well, there's a couple reasons why, but he kind of leaned over, and I saw his foot lifting up. So that was the first reason. But actually, upon impact, his feet slid forward. Yeah. So, and we're trying to have like a really high, like I said before, my goal for this was, I don't want anybody accusing us of not having high enough standards. Mm -hmm. So I was like, that is a low quality landing. It was, do you know what it was? It was American. Ooh, oh, man. Whew. Okay, was it, it, was it American or was it, it the- It really is. Because I watched, because I just finished the edit on it and watching the playback, like he skis right like past the arch. And, yeah. and if you don't believe me, go again, go over to Sport Parkour League YouTube and check it out and then try to save it. And I think one of the things here, and I mentioned this before when we were just kind of doing our, our pre-show ramble, was he, he, he stays on, the, the structure's pretty small and he stays on it. So and, it's a stay, of, but it's not a stick, <laughs> well, right? And one of the, are you, okay, so I'll bring it back to water challenges and store. 
because there's a number of water challenges they've done where it's not, it's stay, not stick. It's landing in the middle of a structure and, and staying there. And so is it, it kind of brings some questions up. Like, are we changing our, our standard in, in parkour? Because SPL is supposed to be reflective of parkour. So if the standard is changing, you know, we can change too. But as far as we know, the standard for stick, because there's a, because when you slide that far, there's a, there's a name for it, and it essentially means the name is a dis American stick, and, do, and it doesn't count, mm -hmm. right? Because you slid all the way basically to your heels. And so, yeah, that's the first thing, and then he, he kind of loses his balance, tries to save it. Now, I think if there, I think if what had happened was everybody went and no one got it, it would be a tougher call to make because we got one the closest to completion, but then he goes again and he sticks it perfectly on yeah, his, his next one. His, yeah, his second attempt, he stuck it perfectly with zero questions about it. So, um, and then a afterward, he actually pulled me aside. He was like, before this, he was like commending me. It was like, oh yeah, you awesome judging, like really great. And then he was like, that one call was was kind of bullshit though, and and I was like, oh, I don't know, like, and and so I I, I took the feedback and I was like, all right, yeah, like, and, and I and you were taking video during mm -hmm. that time so that we could go back and reference, just in case we make I made a poor call or there was a was anybody contesting, and it was pretty clear like how much of a slide forward it, there was and like there was a foot lift, and um, and so I, I after. Basically, after it happened, I was still very, very much um, defending my own my call in that moment. But it was a case where the athlete didn't agree, and so, um, so yeah, like I, I almost feel like we need to have like an appeals process mm -hmm. for like when there's disparity, um, and when when we can when we can. Uh, you know, and like what our what our um, course of action is after the after the fact, right? If there is an appeal, how do we judge the appeal, and then how do we um, how do we make it right if we do decide to overturn whatever the origin the call in the field was, if that's even possible based on the round? So it's like like the semifinal round is a timed round. We can't just give them yeah. more time to do it. It's just I don't think that makes much sense. Well, one of the corrections we made there is hey, sorry for the interruption. We just want to remind you that STS is now ad free on YouTube. So if you want to help us out, please leave us a like a comment, subscribe to our channel, and please share this with somebody who you think might enjoy the conversation. Without any further ado, let's get back to this week's episode. <laughs> I don't know if we ever made this public, but there's, there's no rail sticks <laughs> yeah. in, in the semifinal because it's too hard for someone who's trying to hurry to complete five challenges to, to stay on a rail. Uh, speaking of rails, the other thing about that Kong drop challenge is, is I originally wanted it to be to a rail, which would have made this situation completely different because if, and, and that's sometimes how I like to define a, a good stick is if said athlete did it on a rail, would they have stayed on a rail? He would have not. There's no way he was gonna slide all the way past his arch because he has nothing to dip his toes into, he would have went forward, 100%. 
but also I don't think he would have, he may, he might not have gone on a second one either, but that one was, again, proper stick position where it was on, on the front edge, held on, and, and that probably could have been held on a rail if it was like a similar drop. But, but then sometimes, as mentioned earlier, with um, mentioned store and water challenges, if it's a bigger scale challenge, like, there's probably some, not probably, there's definitely some distances, heights and things where, you're, where a clean stick is impossible. You know, it's just, it's just a matter of like, you know, let's, let's push these two objects further and further <laughs> and see where yeah, people well, can't, can't stick I it think, anymore. Um, so in the, what was the, the on-site qualifier that the cat back stride precision to the planter mm-hmm. that I think when Luke Sabal did it, if that was like a finals challenge, I would have put X's up. Yeah, probably. But nobody else was hitting yeah. it. Like he was the only one to do it. So it was one of those scenarios where it was like, we gave it to him because we needed. The room exploded. Yeah, yeah, when exactly. It happened, so. it, it, it's it's a scenario where there was nobody else who was gonna hit it and stay on the wall, and he stayed on the wall. It just wasn't a clean landing. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. I mean, and and I also felt like, and this is what the commentators were saying, is that we got more strict. To, like based on the round. So like the mm-hmm. earliest rounds we were like maybe not super strict on. Mm-hmm. And then as we got further and further into the competition, we got more strict. And I actually like that as the like as the standard is that the the finals is like no, like this is the most strict that we're gonna be. Mm-hmm. Now here's the thing, if if um if nobody had gotten the Kong Pre, um Rizzo landed it like that and stayed and for whatever reason like it, there was like a tie mm. we would have gone like our rule set actually says we would have given it to Rizzo because well, he because he we may have given it to Daryl why because uh it's about because then it would have only been one final challenge a piece for them no, 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 no. I'm saying all, all things oh, equal. Oh, all things considered equal. All okay. things equal. Everyone is, like, there's a yeah. three-way tie or whatever mm-hmm. for... Um, Second place, first place, whatever it for is. For whatever yeah, place it is. Yeah. And, they're, like, no, like, everything is equal. If we looked at just that one challenge and nobody else sticks it and Rizzo landed it like that with the stay mm-hmm. and not the stick, we would have given it to Rizzo as, um, as at least, like, a partial point. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would have been the separator because that's a tie. It's basically our tie-breaking rule, is like whoever got the closest to to getting the challenge completed would have gotten, mm-hmm. would have been favored over the other turns, right? Yeah. He he was shouting to someone. That's the last thing I want to say on this, because I kept it in the in the cut after he's done uh, that attempt, the one that that you call. Mm-hmm. He's going back and he's like, you know, just pacing. And he turns around and it's on camera. And he, we need to get some sort of audio for, for athletes in between stuff because he's he's shouting, I think at Lane or someone, and he's just like livid, just absolutely. Like, I know. No, no, no. He's just going crazy. Yeah, we got. Um, we got I want to know. Athletes. I want to know what he was saying. Um, if anyone, if anyone tuning in happens to know what Joe Rizzo was saying after, after not getting the nod 
on the Concrete final challenge at uh, SPL1. Please type it in the comments, because I'm dying to know what, <laughs> what was uh, coming out of his mouth there. Anyways, um, I think that is enough about uh, sticks today. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of sticks. How, how, how nerdy do we want to get in this, uh, in this podcast today? So you brought up before this, you wanted to mm. talk a little bit more about Cape Man 5. Yeah. Um, so yeah, speaking kinda, of sticks, there's no sticks at all in Cape Man 5. There are no sticks at all in Cape Man 5. One of the cool things about it is like mm. this, like sticks are like one of those, these elements of parkour. That's not, it's like, um, it's not true to the nature, like the original purpose of parkour. Mm -hmm. If the purpose of parkour is like get somewhere, right? Yeah, it's like a it's like a training technique. Yeah, that we got very skilled at, and it became it the goal. Yeah, it, it evolved <laughs> into the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like the original purpose, reach or escape, right? Like you're trying to like mm -hmm. get away or get to some place as fast as and efficiently as possible. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like Caveman Five is a pretty good embodiment of that purpose, like the original parkour goal. Although there's definitely a lot of, it's it's a very much an artistic interpretation of that concept. Yeah, um, I I just wanted to talk about cavemen again because since since last week I I I watched it a few more times and it's been more enjoyable for every watch. I, I still gave it like a high rating last week and I still stand by it, but I noticed that I have this this issue sometimes with parkour videos where, particularly if it's just like a, a montage as we have talked about, we're gonna talk more about today. But particularly when I'm watching those where things just kind of blow by, like I, I, I'm watching this, it's like, you know, if you ever like read a book and you have to read a page multiple times, because yeah. you're reading the words and you get to the bottom of the page and you realize your mind has been somewhere else and that you've just been reading, like you're still, reading the words, you're still completing the sentences, but none of it is getting through. And I, I actually find that, um, particularly now, um, but maybe like always, that, that a lot of parkour videos do that to me. And we've talked about some of the solutions here where we think, you know, if you can tell a bit more of a story or just take us through the process. Like there's one, one of the jumps that stood out in, in Caveman 5 is uh, Benj does a, does a jump to, how do I describe this? Uh, there's like a slanted wall and then like a little bit that sticks out at the end and you sh it shows him kind of like looking at it, mm -hmm. doing a walk over to it, looking at it and then coming back. There's also a couple bales in there. So those kind of things really allow the viewer to, to pick up on like, okay, these were, these were really hard to do. And I guess the problem with, um, with Caveman 5 and maybe why, um, I don't want to, Put the words in your mouth, but <laughs> but why um, uh, it kind of fell flat for you is is they just go through this length of just showing the movement, which I know from some things Benj has said in the past. That's his goal is like just showing the movement, not over editing it. But there's I guess I guess what we're kind of finding is there's a time limit for that. You know, it's like I want you to appreciate my art, but if that's all it's going to be about, if if I'm just saying like, hey, here's some cool art. It's really, it's actually like next level. It's the highest level of art right here. There could be a, a time limit for people's like willingness to, to look at it or view it um, unless, unless you're doing more things to, to accommodate people, 
which which is like what what editing really is. It's like you're accommodating the viewer and you're trying to ideally put them in like a hypnotic state where they're just like dialed into the so, video. Yeah, I so um, let me be clear here. The individual like clips are incredible. Like every like pretty much every line. Yeah. And actually, there, the real quick the the individual clips were what made me go back and watch it a bunch of times because they started right. putting other clips on Instagram, on Instagram and I realized that by watching the views on the clips on Instagram I, or, I, or I didn't realize that some of these things were in Caveman 5 mm -hmm. because I was watching it like okay this is just all right what oh, this is getting kind of long okay I'm just watching the same shot same kind of shot same kind of shot again and again and again and so it kind of took that for me to go back and then appreciate it more because because uh, I was just basically in a more focused state watching on the, the, the subsequent views. So, so yeah, I felt like all, like the whole video is made up of really incredible, like awesome movement. And actually one, just an aside here, one of the, my favorite things about Caveman 5 is what you said there where, where you were like describing a jump that he did. Mm -hmm. You're not talking about what he did as much as you're talking about the environment he did it in. Mm -hmm. Right, you're like, oh, there's this like wall where it's like slanted at the bottom, and it's like, I know exactly which one you're talking about, <laughs> but you're not describing to me like, oh, he did this move. You're more describing like this is what the spot was, and that's what's so cool about Caveman Five is that it's spot oriented and it's not movement oriented. Although the movement and the spot is kind of mm -hmm. the key. Um, so. But yeah, I think what you're describing here is that I, I want, if you're gonna make a long video like this, this is, it's a tw over 12 minute video. If you're gonna make a video like this, I wanna see more things that keep me engaged throughout that's not just movement. Like things like building up to a jump, like Benj going and like looking at the size of the jump before he does it. Um, and that one, that one I actually wish, like, like they separated those clips. Like they separated mm -hmm. the the make mm -hmm. and the like, the B roll of him looking at it, and I wish they were put together so I could appreciate the whole thing mm. in sequence, basically. And I felt like there there sh I wished that there was more of that. If it's going to be such a long video, if it's going to be a shorter video, I can I can feel I can feel the back to back like pressure of every line like going at it, like a Caveman 4, for instance. Um, but uh, you, you were saying that one of the, their join video from last week was mm. provided some more context to what happened in Caveman 5, right? Yeah, I, I became a store joiner when they were demonetized. And I wasn't even watching the content. I think I've watched a total of two things on, on join. And I'm just still paying for it because it's it's not an amount of money that I notice, you know. Um, so that was a weird flex. I didn't mean it to be. <laughs> it's just it's the kind of thing where it's like um, it's the it's the whole Planet Fitness uh, <laughs> whole Planet Fitness membership scheme where it's like your membership's just ten bucks. You're not gonna notice ten bucks coming out of your bank account every month, so you're just gonna keep paying it and not show up to the gym. I keep paying store for my joint membership, and I don't tune into stuff, but I, uh, I watched this week's video because it was a BTS of, of K-Man 5, which was what I wanted <laughs> from, uh, from K-Man 5. And you, you also brought up uh, Roof Culture, 
and that they did a BTS of roof culture. And I think both of us shared that we enjoyed the BTS of roof culture more than yeah. Roof so culture this is itself. before Roof Culture Asia. There was the original Roof Culture action mm -hmm. edit, which was like I remember it was like really like um, drummed up. It was like oh this is so this is going to be so sick. This is going so sick. And we watched it, and I remember it was kind of underwhelming. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, okay. And then I remember you said, oh, I wish like there was more like context where like, how did they get on these roofs and whatever, like, and then literally the next week they put out the BTS of roof culture. And that was so enjoyable to watch. And it was, it was longer form and they mm -hmm. were talking about it um, and like how they got the shots and everything like that. And so that to me is what, I love about parkour is the storytelling elements and, and the context that's provided for it. And like, I could watch own action edits, but shorter, sweeter, like punchier, really great. But for longer, longer edits, like oh, more than 10 minutes, I, I need more, more breathing room, more B-roll, more things that show the, the context around it. And, and again, like Caveman 5 was awesome. There were so many cool things about it. It's just, the actual, like the way the edit was put together made me like wish that they had changed some of their artistic choices in terms of how to show the movement. Um, but yeah, so many cool lines in there and so many cool features that they, that they interacted with, um, especially the nets. <laughs> well, so Jackie, this, Pan, this, Jackie Chan types of This week's uh, uh, store episode, which um, I actually, I also already watched, um, is features that a bit. I, funny enough though, I, I liked the join video better than the one they put up because the join video has s security interaction and more more of that, more like getting kicked off of spots. But you were mentioning something about this to me earlier. Yeah, it's so I, I'm pretty certain that store is no longer including police interactions or security interactions or bad bails in any of their content for Mondays. And the reason why is because when they do those things, they're not demonetized, but they are age restricted. So mm -hmm. the videos become age restricted, which means um, they end up getting substantially less views than if they're not age restricted. Um, and this has happened for a few of them. So they, they kind of experimented and tried to pull out some of the more questionable content that was in those videos. And it seems like it's working and it's, they're able to maintain their viewership and mm -hmm. not uh, get their viewer their um, their videos age restricted. So, and actually, they did this one for one thing was uh, one of the bridge ones, like the hanging ones. Mm -hmm. They uh, like Drew did like a rope swing thing and bailed, and they like they include all of it up until the bail. They like blacks they black it out and they're like go to join to watch yeah. Drew's bail. And it was like, <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That's so smart. Cause it's like, it makes me go, oh, I should, I should go join now so I can mm -hmm. watch the Drew's bail. Even if it's just for one month, but I yeah. didn't, so. <laughs> but, I, but it is brilliant. I, well, I, some do, people I appreciate have. the marketing around that. Mm -hmm. And I think it, it kind of, it, the funny thing is it's, it's, so they, so they're not only are they restricting that so that they can maintain their, um, I guess, viewership because of age restriction, to avoid age restriction, but they're also gonna be pushing people into joint. Mm -hmm. And so if they, so it's like, it's win-win there. It's like, 
Yeah, I don't get to see Drew's bail, but I could go and see Drew's bail. You get Drew's the R rated version want. this year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, so, we didn't. I, I, that's, that's enough on my keeping <laughs> a story thing. Because the real uh, topic that I kind of brought up at the end of last week's show was just talking about like longer videos. And I kind of gave both of us the homework assignment. Which I think we both failed <laughs> somewhat well, to to come up with. Okay, so basically it was, and actually a couple of people did leave comments um, at what they they felt fit that, um, and they were actually in the realm of parkour. So someone mentioned, uh, when, is it Wenson Yang? How do you, how do you mm -hmm. say his name? I think that's it. Okay, yeah. and and Daryl Stingley, they put out two projects in twenty. 2021 or 2020. 2020. Okay, so we have uh, Trials Morales and Controlled Descent. Control Descent, which are both longer videos, and apparently um, this person felt that they wanted to immediately rewatch um, both of those. The, um, the another one I saw mm -hmm. a comment that said out of time, mm. which is, is that a longer than? I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Um, but that was a very involved, uh, shoot and edit though a lot like a there's a lot going on <laughs> in, like the basketball shots <laughs> well also just like what the the camera movement was was new and different at the time the movement was new and different at the time you guys can mind too this is this is pre-instagram right so this is when you used to have to wait a so, year and at this like oh like Vorslav like I think before this I think it was uh um, the Vince clan was what he was known for. Yep. And then time went on and you kind of saw him in other videos, but he, he didn't really have, to my memory, he didn't really have any solo projects. And then he puts out Out of Time and he had a completely different style. He was much cleaner. He was much more, more fluid and doing tricks that no one had done before and putting together movement in ways that no one had done before. So it was, oh, that was a crazy uh, video. Wow, and, uh, I, so I can't find the original upload, mm. but it's Out of Time is a 14 minute long video. Yeah. Um, and then there was Out of Time 2, which I think is a little bit shorter. It's like an eight minute video. I haven't even um, seen that. So, but yeah, Out of Time I remember was, so okay, so to answer like the homework that you gave mm -hmm. me, um, which you said actually didn't have to be parkour. Yeah, and it also still... doesn't, the other criteria too uh, is again, a, a, a piece of media that's over 10 minutes that immediately after watching it, you were like, I have to watch it again. So maybe you didn't, maybe you didn't just like hit record. Again, I already said one last week where actually uh, the Liver King Lie, I've, I've watched it twice. Mm -hmm. I would actually give it a third third watch. I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a cool little documentary and on a subject that's like fascinating to me for many reasons. So, so I gave that a second watch, like within a couple days of watching it the first time. Um, okay, so to answer, so so I had trouble thinking of anything outside of parkour. So I was mm. just trying to think in, in terms of parkour. <clears throat> now, okay, somebody also said Cambridge Joy, but Cambridge Joy is under ten minutes. Cambridge Joy is a seven minute. Well, most video. If, if you go back in parkour time, <laughs> most videos are. Under, under 10. 10 minutes. Well, also, YouTube had a restriction. It was like a 10 minute restriction. I think you could. Did it at one point? <laughs> at one point, it did. Well, all it's of gone, them did, It's right? gone the other way now. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> okay. So, all right. So, the one that, so Out of Time is actually a great example mm -hmm. because I definitely rewatched that multiple times. But one of them that, um, that I watched 
oh man, I don't know how many times I watched this. It was definitely like 20 times at least, was a video called Around the World. And it was basically pre-Farang Farang. It was, um, Sean, it was on Sean Wood's channel. So it was mm -hmm. Sean Wood and Anan, Anwar. Mm. And basically it's basically just kind of covers their travels. It's, I think it's like a 12 minute video. And I watched that back to back over the course. And it, so, so the reason why I, I wanted to bring these videos up, so Out of Time is a good one, but Around the World as well, is that these two videos, and there's probably more, I can't think of all of them that are over 10 minutes, but these two videos were early on in my parkour journey. Mm -hmm. And so it was basically in my obsession phase of I need to absorb as much as possible. And these, these uh, like within the first three years of me practicing parkour, these came out and were kind of hugely influential. And not only these videos, but there is also, and I know you are not the biggest fan of it, but Pilgrimage. I think I watched it more. Actually, another one I watched um, if more than once. If you know what Pilgrimage is, if you've seen <laughs> Pilgrimage, leave a comment below. Um, I, I wasn't a fan of uh, some of the, I guess, athletes in that is what, is what it is. Um, but there's so another one. Trasaurus. Yeah. There's another one. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling to remember. It's another lease video. I think this is called Lease Trip. Mm. Is this? Uh, and it's, but it's it's more of a documentary. It's like a four. But Obsidian. But I, yeah, but I watched like the parts of that documentary several times. Yeah. Like w waiting for the next episode to come out. So but, then there was also, and, and this is everyone's favorite, uh, Dave Sedgley and Obsidian. They came out with. Um, it was like a documentary like series that was called The Nature of Challenge. Mm -hmm. And uh, I watched that one a million mm -hmm. times. I watched Pilgrimage See, I a million like times. One. I know you didn't, but <laughs> but this is what happened. So these were long form content and, mm -hmm. I, and I watched, um, and I know you know this one, having watched it again like, like in recent years, it's very difficult to watch. But the monkey's back with Stefan Vigro. Ooh, classic. Yeah. So, and this is mostly just him talking. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of parkour in it, but it's mostly just him talking and kind of mm -hmm. giving his history around it. But so these are very long videos that I watched back to back to back, and I watched them over and over and over again. And yeah. but he, the the key theme that's in all of this is that I didn't like this was so like early training videos that I watched. There hasn't been, like, even like Roof Culture Asia, I don't think I've seen a second time. Mm. And I think that's like the best parkour documentary out there. So. I've, um, I've uh, I think I've seen Roof Culture Asia at least two, maybe three times. Okay, yeah. So, but yeah, but I guess my point here is that I can't think of a video that's come out after 2015 mm. that I've, like that's mm. longer than 10 minutes that I've like, I have to go back and watch this. There's several that are under 10 minutes that I've definitely gone back. I mean, even just this year, like Squiggles, for instance, Matt McCurry's Squiggles. I, I was like, I watched that immediately again because I was like, I want to see what this guy is doing. <laughs> like, what is he doing? <laughs> mm. And it was short. It was sweet. It was fun. It had personality. And it was, yeah, it, like, I'd, I'll go back and watch it again, like, soon, probably, you know. Um, but similar, like, a lot of the videos we talked about this year, 
Or, um, actually, another one that somebody said, which was um, almost for the, the opposite reason, um, Capstone Swarm, I watched mm. a second time. And this was, what was 18 minute video? 17, 18 minute video? Yeah, 17. Yeah, so I watched that the first time and I, I was apparently fighting the flu. <laughs> and I was like, why did this not resonate with me? So I watched it again. But I think it's the same thing. And then I watched it again, yeah. like a couple days later, and I felt like I, I enjoyed it much more. Mm. So it kind of started to grow on me. But it's a, that's a long video, a recent long video that I've watched again because mm. I needed to. I, need I think to Swarm kind of falls in the same trap that, that Caveman does, where it's holding, holding shots quite a bit longer and requiring just like a greater uh, attention span to to sit and like want to you know want to watch and want to be engaged yeah for that amount of time yeah similar similar scenario kind of making the same point over and over here. I feel yeah <laughs> but okay so so what was the point of our homework just to kind well, of yeah I, I think I think it's it's just uh, something that I kind of wanted to put out there for people to try to answer or look at because then we can try to draw conclusions as to like, okay, what made this longer piece more watchable? Yeah. Um, and so some things like when I think outside of parkour, it's usually better, more work going into the production is, is probably part of it, whether that's money or resources or just time spent by the person making the piece of media or, or film or video. Uh, that could be part of it. Going, out, going outside of parkour, you mentioned that within parkour, there was a time period where you were so excited about parkour that just anything was, was probably worth additional watches um, again and again. Because it's, it's that excitement. Um, and I think it's, it's probably like, we're, we're the toughest ones to talk about it because we've been watching parkour videos for a long ass time and it's, it's tough to get excited, you know? Um, I see on, it's, I almost get triggered by it. I see every day like people getting excited about stuff on Instagram, and I'm like, that's not that cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm just out here being a grump. Um, but yeah, it's, it almost kind of like bothers me sometimes where I'm like, oh, I just can't get as excited about new stuff. Part, and a big part of it is um, is I will constantly put place blame on social media. I think if I turned off Instagram for for a year and just waited for YouTube videos, I would probably be, be way more excited about the YouTube videos. Yeah. So I don't really know. Um, yeah, it's, uh, Instagram's like kind of desensitized us. It's like yeah. I see incredible things literally all the time now. <clears throat> and so then, so, so, so you have to sell me on the YouTube video to watch, to sit and, and spend more than 15 seconds watching mm -hmm. something. Um, or a minute, or however long, like Instagram Reels are allowed to be. I think I think a minute or a minute and a half. So, but I so so I actually kind of want to talk a little bit. Go back a second. So some mm -hmm. of the videos I mentioned are like the early videos. So out of time. That was kind of like a revolutionary video, right? But before that, so um, the documentaries that I mentioned. They all are longer form documentary. They're like storytelling that I was really obsessed with. Mm. And, um, mm. and so 
those are some themes that I think can be carried forward. And I'm beating this course. <laughs> but yeah, like story, like storytelling in parkour videos and context provided really helps a lot. Um, because then it keeps, it at least keeps me engaged, but I think it also keeps other people engaged. Character development, showcasing personality, those things are also helpful because you're not just watching like a guy in baggy clothes run and jump around. You're like, you're actually getting to know who this person is through more than just the way that they're doing a Kong or a flip or whatever. So. Character development, personality, demonstrate that. It's like the, the uh, Capstone England at the very end when they're like walking with a swagger and they're all mm -hmm. dressed up. That's the kind, that's kind of cool like personality that I want to see more of mm -hmm. in parkour. Um, I wanted to bring up a video because uh, I already messaged you about it uh, a couple days ago. And I think it actually nicely We'll segue into our, our final topic here about Red Bull. Mm -hmm. But uh, we have Jaden Harris and a uh, film by Xander Levitt put out uh, a nice short and sweet edit. It's Both got, of them competed at SPL1 mm -hmm. this year. It's got high level moves, it's got personality, it's short, it's worth your four or five minutes, whatever it is, and it's probably worth a couple of four or five minute replays because of that. And so here's like two, I'm gonna say kids, you know going out and putting together. I think Jaden is still 17. I don't know how old Xander That's crazy. is, but he seems pretty as well. <laughs> so, so putting together, I mean, there's, and I don't want to get into like the video so much, uh, like the, the edit or the, the pace or anything. I think I think it was really enjoyable. There's obviously, some, there's, these kids are like learning how to make a video. So, you know, there's stuff, there's stuff to do. Um, but what I actually wanted to talk about was was the movement style. Because Jaden Harris is one of those uh, up-and-coming athletes, American athlete uh, from from California, and I think this is actually a, a trend in California as well, where he has a very flip-heavy style. Um, and I think part of that trend is like you look at some of the role models that have come out of California, like Tempest. You know, Tempest was always a very like Tempest free running, right? Yeah. So very flip-heavy brand, very flip-heavy style. Not so much on the traditional parkour end of side. Uh, end of things um, and, and there's a part in this video <laughs> that I just kind of want to make my, my point about here where I think it's the first line he does and it's at uh, Embarcadero and it's it's a crazy hard line <laughs> do you know what I'm about to say I think I do but it's a crazy that... hard line and I almost laughed at the way it was shot the first time because they Xander starts the camera on this fountain structure. Cause you, wait, have you have you been there? I have. Yeah. Okay, this fountain structure is crazy, and I, I still have yet to see. Push. I have yet to see anyone. Actually, not true. I think I think there's some people that have done some stuff on it, but nothing that really stands out. Cause it's this it's this structure that's like structure parkour, and then the camera pans over to the grass spot <laughs> where Jaden grass and curb spot where Jaden does a very very high level line. Very hard, like uh, you know, SPL competition level line, but I just I I, I thought it was just fun. I th I'm not sure if you found it funny. I too, found but, it hilarious. But, but it's like no, he does I did. he does it's the funny, lowest cone gainer. It's funny that I knew exactly <laughs> what you were gonna say here because I had the same exact thought. I was like, 
wow, look at this amazing parkour structure. Nope, grass and curbs. Yeah. <laughs> And especially following up like Caveman 5, here's like two polar opposites of, of the spectrum of what we would include in parkour, the circle, you know, yeah, this, well, the sphere of parkour. Yeah, is like we have a flip-heavy style done on spots. Most of most of the video for, for Jaden, flip-heavy style um, done on simple spots. We'll call them like simple spots, not covering a lot of ground, to covering massive ground with intricate architecture and a couple flips sprinkled in. Yeah, so... So this is kind of like what I was alluding to with Caveman 5 was like, Caveman 5 is, it's cool that when we talk about what they're doing, we actually have to talk about the spot. Mm -hmm. Whereas if we're talking about what Jaden's doing, we're talking about what he's doing. Yeah. He's doing palm flip precision on a rail. He's doing gainer precision, or uh, like swing gainer precision on, not swing gainer, what would we call this? Like cheat gainer precision onto a rail. He's doing like some like, you know, triples, like they're easy. He's doing uh, full in on grass. He's doing crazy, like incredibly high level flips and, and, and tricks, which is uh, really cool to see. I, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I think what's interesting to me is that he actually, I don't know if you remember, but he competed in 2019 as I guess a 14 year old, <laughs> if my math is correct. So he was 14 in 2019 and he competed at an elite level. Mm -hmm. He's only gotten better and more powerful and more diverse in his skill set. I, I really, I mean, he unfortunately got like a, a bruise on his heel or something like that in like last year. Mm. So Unfortunately, he like had to pull out of competition, but I cannot wait to see what this kid does in the future. I, I think I, when I texted you, I said, uh, I told you I watched it and I said, big trick beast. Yeah. Because is, yeah. that's what he does. I mean, that's what he does well. The, what I do want to see him do more of is like some, some more um, line development that's not just um, big tricks. Kind well, of like so the, the line I that I want to see more connective tissue. The line that I was laughing the the because well, of the spot in Barcadero where it starts on the the structure and then goes over to the grass mm. spot. That's a really good line. That's a really really great well connected that, line. It's not that I'm saying he's not mm. capable of doing well like well constructed lines. Mm. It's that most of his progression is in the vertical sense, like. Single, double, triple, twisting. Oh, okay, so it was like vertical. What do you? Um, so let me just get like so yeah. he's going deeper into some of the skills in terms of making them more more difficult. Right. I want to see him now that he can do triple twists like they're nothing. He can do uh, full ins like they're nothing. Um, he's like now I want to see him go more horizontal with his progression, mm -hmm. where he's like. It's like not just, and he is doing that, like like palm flip precision. That's like a horizontal progression mm -hmm. of a skill. But I wanna see that also with his line development. And I think of um, Matt McCreary as being almost entirely horizontal progression right. with not a lot of vertical progression. Yeah, like he's I not guess, doing yeah. triple twisting, but he's doing really interest, interesting ways of twisting. Yeah. I guess like Nate Weston would fit in the middle there. Yeah, I would put Nate in the middle. Jewel is kind of like a person that I think really, he went deep when he was really young, and mm. now he's going really broad. Mm. 
So I, that's what I want to see more of from Jaden is that he, he's so deep in like really high level skill. I just want to see him move horizontally in his progression. Yeah. If that makes sense to anybody. Yeah, so. I'd also like him to uh, hit up hit up Google Maps. <laughs> and and explore. I mean, it just just in general, like what I where I mean, I'm not actually. You know, even, I'm going to take that back. Even you know, if he if he keeps doing his thing and just kind of does more of what you're saying, I think, and I think he is. I think that's that's amazing. For me, but pers- personally, just for like my my taste, what I'd like to see parkour go in the direction of is hitting up Google Maps and and finding the interesting spots. You know, mm. and the, the spots where it's like. I can I can do this move, but I can only do it like this at this spot. And like green electrical boxes and like blocks over sand aren't going to do that for you because you can find those everywhere. Yeah, well, I don't I don't care if there's a difference of like ooh three feet is the lowest I've done it. I've only done three and a half before so this. That I, doesn't move me as much. I, like I'm I'm you know I've. <sighs> I'm kind of annoyed at myself for continuing to bring him up, but Matt McCreary, I feel like, does it really well. It's like he's he's always looking. He's not just doing really intricate, like, movements. Mm-hmm. He's doing them in really interesting spots yeah. as so well. So why hasn't he won Mad Scientist yet? What's going on? You know, I thought I thought back about when they gave it to Scandrit, and I was like, nah, that should have went to Matt. Should have went to Matt. <laughs> and he's it, just really embodying it. Well, it's like, what does he got to do? What does he got to do? That's what I said, right? That's what I said. What does this guy have to do to win? Because there's, I don't know. I mean, like, it's hard to it's hard to say Nico doesn't deserve it because he's like doing a really. I don't think Nico experiments as much. I don't think much of what he's doing. I think Nico has like really, always has, always seemingly has great ideas. So I think like. For talking about the guy who and he has, somehow finds every swing possible everywhere. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, he always has great ideas. Like I, I don't. I, he never posts something where I'm like, I didn't really like that. I actually sometimes Matt McCreary's stuff is a little goofy for me. Is a little bit not liking, but he's. It's always different. It's always experimenting. Yeah. And Squiggles was just like oh, th- just that on steroids. So I don't, I don't. I feel like I feel like he's potentially been robbed for two years in a row. But, well. Anyways, back to the uh, so, so subject of flip heavy style because th- the reason I brought up Jaden and 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 this is um, we were you were showing me a Red Bull video last week and mm-hmm. it was a ski video. Yeah, and what was the title again? It's called the Ultimate Run. Ultimate Run. Okay, so I actually didn't do my homework because I didn't go back and watch a bunch of um, Red Bull parkour videos. Although I have a pretty clear idea in my mind of what's happened in in the past, and I think Jaden Paul is or (laughs) Jason Paul. Again, my name's mixed up here. Jason Paul was is kind of the only athlete that's really done that style. A video f- with parkour, so he's the only one that has done a Red Bull style video where he's he's the purpose. The big purpose of the video is covering ground. He's done it a couple of times. He did like the ice one. He did one recently where I think it was somewhere in Europe, and there's actually some really cool parkour lines that he doesn't like. He does one that's like across water that's like a, has the climbing elements and it's really cool. Um, 
Stephen, Those are the Stephen two. Stephen Dollinger's, like, ha- he had one. That okay, was, this one I haven't seen. It yeah. was, it was like, uh, it, kind of the theme of it, I think it's almost like he's on a ski holiday, but mm-hmm. he doesn't use his okay. he, skis. He's, like, doing parkour. And so he's doing a lot of sliding on snow and, like, a lot of different things like that. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. Like, so I, I think the problem I have with all the Red Bull videos and actually, before I talk about the problem, they do really interesting concepts. Mm-hmm. They do really cool like ideas that are like concepts. Like another great example of a concept video is Pasha's pinball video. I wasn't so stoked on it. Okay, but <laughs> I felt like it was like the actual the actual video wasn't as cool as the idea. Yeah, I, I guess so. Um... I don't know. I, okay. I feel well, like I feel like they. It's kind of funny because like Tempest built a wall like in a gym yep. for that kind of thing, and it's it's bizarre to me because it's not that cool. Like it's 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 cool enough, and it's it's a cool video. I think it's pretty. Cool. I don't know if they should. Okay, so <laughs> ignore ignore the fact that you don't agree that it's cool, <laughs> but it's it's diff- They're always coming up with concept videos of like which. I think are great. It's like um, last last call, Mr. Paul. I think is uh, the, the Jason one. Yeah. Jason Paul airport video, which was fun and cool to like. To, he does like the the gap into the airplane, and um, which would never happen because they usually close the door before they push away. Anyway, so. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, he, there's like uh, I don't know. There's a bunch of different gags in it, and so on. Um, same thing with Stefan Dollinger's recent one where he's like on snow, Jason Paul's ice video. All of these are like interesting concepts, but I think what you're alluding to is that there hasn't been a like a parkour video that has the backing of Red Bull to be able to like showcase parkour in a really cool way outside of just yeah. Funny. Like imagine if imagine concepts. if uh, you take the lines in Cavemen, but it's a Red Bull production. Yes. And you probably get the video that you were really <laughs> you really, well, really stoked on. So the so the the ultimate run, if you if you want to go watch it, it's really mm-hmm. cool. It's uh, this guy Marcus Eder. I don't know how to say his name, but the whole the whole concept is he starts literally at the very top of this mountain and does like backcountry skiing really epic like scenery he gets down and he goes in through like like the regular ski runs and he does jumps and stuff like that um in the park and then he goes up does some more backcountry stuff and then he goes into like street style and then he goes into a castle and it's literally he's just doing skiing and doing awesome ski tricks in all of the environments all in one run, right? The ultimate mm-hmm. run. It was all staged, but... And it's all yeah. staged, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not actually that, but... Um, and so that in itself is a concept, and it's kind of a gimmick, but, f- like, I, I I feel like there's it's way more gimmicky to be like, oh, parkour on ice, you know, or a parkour mm-hmm. on a mountain, or on, like, snow, right? Or, or parkour on a giant pinball machine. Mm. Like all of these are funny, gimmicky concepts that are like, okay, yeah, like we, sh- it's cool that Red Bull's doing them, 
But I do want to see like a showcase of like parkour at the highest level where maybe there's still a concept, but it's not so gimmicky. Yeah, I don't mind the gimmicks so much as just, I think they're limiting how, how much, I guess, context or things they can do with movement in videos because of their athlete roster. Because you got guys like like Archie Arroyan, for example, Christian Kowaluski. Again, flip heavy guys who, who you know. Dom? Dom. Um, Dom's, Dom could do like longer, like ground covering stuff. Like he has, he has that ability, but again, he is kind of more like big move focused. And so, and it, yeah, it shows like he has his, uh, the video, I think, was it, was it done in Sydney? Mm-hmm. Uh, where it's, it's a lot of like one-offs, like where they're not really connected. And when they do try to connect them, it's just like, oh, here he is jogging, you know? And then like, there's just no context of why is he jogging now? And then going over here and doing this big trick and then back to, you know, so, so it becomes gimmicky in that aspect. Whereas that's not what you saw in the skiing video because Red Bull has like a better grasp of skiing and it also, and the guy skiing, like he's doing tricks, he, but he's also just doing jumps. He's also just riding the terrain and stuff. Yeah. And we're, we're not really going to get that until they actually sign someone like uh, a cave brother or a Brody Pawson or, you know, someone that can ascend, descend, move across, cover ground. And, you know, if we're actually going to make a, a, a Red Bull video in a city, it should be about what pe- most people associate with parkour, which is going from A to B, you know, and you can fit the cool tricks in there too, just like the Cave Brothers do, right? So like Cavemen had had flip gaps. It had things like that in there, right? Um, so you can you can do both. It's just, I think if the athlete doesn't have enough of a, of a parkour style, then you're gonna be left with fewer options for, for a video in a city. So this is kind of like, what does it come down to? So yeah, I mean, I have, I have some questions though, because the skiing video that I showed mm-hmm. you, the ultimate run, that guy is probably a free skier, right? So he's probably, his focus is, I actually don't know much about him, Mm. But he's probably competing in competitions like slope style or like or big air or like things like that where he's doing jumps with essentially tricks, right? Like mm-hmm. flips and, and, and things like that, grinding rails and so on. Um, so Red Bull's brand is often around um, like the emphasis on competition. Mm-hmm. Um and so then obviously they put a lot into like street videos or things like that, but it's like, I don't know, I'm pretty sure they only sponsor people who are competing. With parkour right now, they are operating one of the biggest events in parkour, which is Art of Motion. And they actually, obviously, they recently had this Instagram that they made called Red Bull Free Running. And so is the goal to continue doing parkour or showcasing parkour as this, um, well, not parkour, free running, as this trick-based discipline or is it, 
or is it to showcase the broadness of parkour? I, th I think right? if you know who's behind Red Bull Freerunning, then it's definitely the trick. Yeah, so that's what I mean. So that's what I mean is like that's kind of their mission. It seems is mm -hmm. to showcase the more flips-based style and the and and then when you watch the competition, you see the free running competition, the art of motion. So I don't think you'll ever see them interested in signing athletes like Brody Pawson, the Cave Brothers, or anybody who are doing well, more traditional parkour. I don't know if you could close the door on it entirely because they are making differences, trying to make change to the competition. They they tried to do like a speed style competition. Actually, it was speed and style yeah. together. Stupid idea, but um, they, they're, they're trying, you know, they're trying to do other stuff. It's like, oh, we need to throw a flip in here somewhere. It's weird. So, so I think they are trying. It's just, I don't know. When I, when I always think about uh, Santorini too, like just going back to, to Red Bull things, uh, a couple of guys have, like Joe Hendo did a super long run in Santorini. Do you remember, have you seen that video? Mm -hmm. They do a drone shot of, of Hendo doing a super long run in Santorini. And I think it's just, <laughs> It can, it can be such a more interesting way to show off the landscape when someone's actually moving through it, but not moving through it in such a way where like, oh, I have to stop and do a twirly and do like a little get, like, I just, I just have Jason Paul in my, my, in my mind right now just because some of the things that he's done where it's like, I got to stop and do a gag, I got to stop and do a gag. Um, well, it's and, like the, and you're not actually covering, not actually covering ground, which which is what Santorini. Like every time I've ever looked at it, like it's begging for that. Like, why isn't there a Santorini speed course? You know, like because that <laughs> looks like it would work great. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure Red Bull is done with Santorini at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I uh, so the the ski video, like it is cool. Like he does. Like there's definitely part like elements of the video where it's like, oh, look at that trick that he did, or look at this trick. But a lot of it is like the way they capture him just skiing the backcountry. It's so cool, like seeing mm -hmm. the environment and the, the terrain that he's, that, he's, um, that he's in. And it's not so much focused on like what skill he's doing, kind of going back to that Caveman 5 concept. But he does, the cool thing is he does both. Mm -hmm. um, and so, May, like I feel like you're gonna need to see, you're gonna need to have somebody that can do both to, for us to see Red Bull put anyth anything into uh, an ultimate run type video. Yeah, who also probably isn't afraid of heights would also be another another mm -hmm. factor. Well, but we so want to see we want to see descents in a sense and stuff. So like this that is what I'm saying. So it's like a like a Joe Scandrit maybe I don't know, but like maybe maybe he doesn't do enough big jumps. To, so mm -hmm. yeah, but I don't know. Like there's, but this is why I'm saying like you'll never see like a Brody Pawson here because Brody doesn't do enough flips. And it's weird because it feels like he's for Red Bull. It feels like he's very on brand for Red Bull. Like he would yeah, be if he that. was in any other sport. You know what I mean? <laughs> you just take him and put him in the other sport. Like say if he was a skier or say if he was a climber or something. Like he he seems to be exactly what they want. It's just that they have this narrow view of well, again, it's Red Bull free running. It's not Red Bull parkour. That's yeah. Um, that's exactly it, right? 
But I don't know. Man, I'm, I'm fine with them sticking and, and continuing to do what they want to do. Like, it leaves it leaves more open for other brands or or companies to kind of yeah. push the sport in other directions. Does it? Are there any? Uh, well, it's just kind of like we have Red Bull is the the biggest opportunity maker in parkour right now, seemingly outside of. Maybe, well, yeah, I was going to say outside of FIG or something, but that's just comps and there's a bunch of weirdness with that. It's, it's on like these yeah, weird courses. For, for now it is, yeah. but there's no reason to suggest that that is going to be like that forever. Um, I think there's, you know, maybe store grows big enough to like, I mean, they put on like the big wall open. Maybe they they're do more events like that. Um, maybe they put more into, I mean, they have the filmmaking. Yeah, I'm just thinking like the resources of, of Red Bull is they, they have the ability to seemingly to, to shut down areas, like get permits and things. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I mean, we're still pretty, pretty early on in the, in the parkour business world. So yeah. maybe there's room for growth. Maybe there's not, maybe, uh, maybe we could just be uh, pessimistic about it all. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well. Well, we shouldn't end it there. We should say something positive. Um, Good luck with that. Okay, so uh, positive, positive, positive. What do we got positive? Anything positive? Yeah, uh, tune in to uh, Sport Park or League. <laughs> That's positive. Because we got the rest of the finals. Yeah, go go watch up. go watch the so the women's skill final and men's skill final are both on YouTube now at Sport Parkour League on YouTube, um, and uh, we've got a we've got a video coming out on this channel, right? <laughs> Probably before this one though, hopefully. So oh right, that's got, good. We got okay. a couple of recorded. Yeah, so we've got some some more um, uh, informational type videos, uh, like coaching based videos that are coming up soon. And those, uh, I did see somebody in the comments that said they missed the the tips uh, mm -hmm. uh, that they get from some of our videos. So we'll be putting more of that content out. Yeah. I think the two ones that we did recently are also more for people that are in like really in parkour, you know. Mm -hmm. So. I've, I was actually thinking last week, like, oh, we probably should do some more beginner-friendly stuff because it probably will get more views. But I think it's also easy for us to, like, kind of introduce a beginner concept and then also show the advance. So if there's, if there's movements that you're interested in seeing videos where we, we kind of take a deeper dive into it, drop us a comment let us know. Excellent. All right. Like, subscribe, do all the jazz. Oh, actually, you can leave us a, a rating on, um, a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. And Spotify. Yeah. We're on Spotify now, right? We are on Spotify We're now. on Spotify. So do that because that's, that's helpful um, for uh, people to discover this podcast and hear uh, a couple of old farts talk about jumping on walls and stuff. <laughs> okay, we'll see you next time.